0: There is a morning, here in the evening, a greeting, bittersweet leaving, a page turned over, and as it is, all mixed with the joy, the grieving, stepping forward, burdens laying, others found, what tomorrow holds can never be sure, only that there is one, and it is a morning
1: moment. Welcome to Bloom, a conversations podcast about anything and everything. The poem you just heard was written and read by Angelina Stanton, a street poet in Melbourne, Australia, who uses a typewriter to write poems on any topic within 15 to 20 minutes for members of the public. Angie is a familiar and much loved face to those who frequent Swanson Street, the heart of Melbourne's Central Business District, and it was there that I met Angie a few weeks ago, where she wrote me the very poem you just heard with the prompt, New Beginnings Starting Over, which I requested for a friend who was moving overseas for six months. In this interview, Angie and I talk about how she got interested in poetry and typewriters, her journey from New Zealand to Australia, and her favourite writer, fellow New Zealander Janet Frame. We also speak about the city of Melbourne and its recent changes to busking permits, which have aroused the ire of the performing community. As well as other social issues Angie comes face to face with while performing on the streets of Melbourne, such as homelessness, substance abuse, domestic violence, and people falling through the cracks of the system. So, Angie, thank you so much for being here today. And I was hoping you could start by telling our listeners a little bit more about how you got into writing poetry.
0: Hi, I think it was 2013, Mm -hmm. uh, the end of the year. Um, And I just recently came to Melbourne from New Zealand. Um, I came to Melbourne, like one of the main motivations was to actually explore poetry and. I just had this feeling like a lot of artists come to Melbourne mm. from different places, yeah. thinking it's a good place to practice, I think, mm-hmm. and I, I guess I was one of them.
1: Cultural capital was Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. um, so I was mainly trying to do like the spoken word stuff, and I had like a, a job um, working in a fruit shop, and yeah. I lost that job like just before Christmas. Right. Um, and then I guess I was thinking, you know, I have to do something to mm. peoples and all of this stuff. Um, I had a I had a uh, friend who did busking. and uh-huh. I thought that was like a like a really interesting lifestyle mm-hmm. um, because she was a singer and played the guitar, and she would just go out and um, like come back and. Uh, couple of hours of a hundred bucks
1: or whatever doing something she loved (laughs) as well
0: yeah doing yeah yeah, practicing art and I was like I'd love to do that but I'm not a musician Mm -hmm. I write poetry and I guess I wasn't I'm not comfortable with like um doing spoken word out on the streets so it's more of an introverted way um but I looked it up and uh realized that uh I found out I found out somewhere I forget the name of it, but there's a few people around the world that do what I do. Do type
1: uh, poetry yeah via type. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So I just found this one particular man who's doing it in the States somewhere and I thought sounds like a good idea. Yeah. So I borrowed a typewriter and I tried one day in Saint Kilda. Yeah. And um, I was very nervous. Yeah. She had, uh, I think, three bourbon and cokes. <laughs> 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 and it took me a- like hours to actually set up. I yeah. was very nervous. How was the
1: poem after three bourbon and cokes?
0: I think it was okay, actually. Yeah. So I wrote, I remember the first poem I wrote, it was called um, Baby Daddy Looks Like Jesus. Yeah. And it was uh, a woman that was. Uh, write wanted a poem for a partner who was mm-hmm. the father of a child, yeah. and who I met in Tasmania like a year later. Yeah, wow. Again. Okay. But, yes, and um, because I waited for this so long, that first day I only wrote like two poems, but mm. it sort of felt like and it was
1: working. And you set up a sign on the street and said, "Yeah." What, what does your sign say now? It says. Like,
0: um, it's always said the same thing because yes. i was superstitious about it. Right um let's say i will write you a poem on any topic you choose come and say hi yeah Yeah. beautiful
1: and it's worked obviously yeah and
0: so i guess i just kept doing it after that and uh, Mm. it's been good because when i've gone to other places as long as it's like a sort of population of people then i can just set up a typewriter and do it usually. Incredible. So it sort of yeah. allows you
1: to have almost like a mobile kind of work, yeah. work, workspace. Wherever you want to go there's people who will pay for poems, right? Yeah, yeah, amazingly.
0: I'm still amazed.
1: Yeah, that's so that's one of the reasons I actually wanted to chat to you because I find yeah. both um, poetry and typewriting, which I love, I've had a typewriter, um, to be kind of... Um, out of fashion in a way and and a lot of people Mm. don't read poetry and certainly a lot of people don't use typewriters Mm. because of you know digital technologies and stuff so you've put Mm. both things together and it seems to be working really well in terms of the interest you get on the streets and the amount of people who kind of share your stuff online or yeah so what do you why do you think that is what 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 sort of in typewriting and poetry have you managed to sort of touch
0: on um i think it's hard to say because i i I am actually amazed that people like it but um I think people are interested in poetry, like as mm-hmm. an art form. Um, yeah. I think maybe sometimes it feels a bit inaccessible to mm. some people, or like um, something that you know you can't do or engage with unless you you have like a certain type of um, where
1: well, you studied it at school. Yeah, or something, yeah, or, yeah,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. like something that's a bit too intellectual. Mm-hmm. Or, something like that but uh, so being on the street is very accessible yeah. and I guess like the typewriter is um, it began as a sort of I guess like a gimmick which is unusual to see mm-hmm. and hear yeah it's cool um, it's poetry in itself type yeah. it with the typewriter is <laughs> typewriter yeah so um, yeah I guess the fact that it's sort of personalised is yeah. an attraction to people so they Absolutely. have something to take away that's um, hasn't existed before
1: and there's. quite there. People like to yeah. think though that someone might, you know, write them a poem one day and that's yeah. why I think, you know, it's, it's it's nice to be able to, you know, have you there to sort of provide that beautiful experience if someone yeah. wants, you know, to, to feel better or something or to Yeah. I mean you wrote mine in fifteen minutes and I couldn't yeah. believe that, you know, you get a poem on demand basically <laughs> because you think maybe I'll get a, a love letter in the mail one day, a poem uh-huh. or something, yeah. But yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and so what do you like about uh the typewriter as a medium in itself though like if you think about you know you've referred to it as an honesty machine right because yeah. you can't delete what you've written and stuff yeah. like that but is it different to writing with a pen or on a computer
0: uh yeah it's a lot It's a very physical and um you have to hit the keys a lot harder than you would be able to on the laptop or pc so yeah. um there's that kind of Uh, dynamic to it so you're feeling like if you're feeling something like a strong emotion you can take it out on the machine and it's fine Mm -hmm. it's good Um, so there's that and I think like because depending on like the position of the ribbon and the pressure of your finger like it always looks different Mm -hmm. like uh, so you can type an A and it will look, be different each time, yeah, if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And
1: yeah. the differences in paper as well, right? Yeah, totally. The quality totally. of paper that might be yeah. quite fibrous or yeah. thick paper, like cardboard even sometimes. Yeah. Have you seen any uh, poetry by E.E. E. Cummings? Is there, uh, so like, yeah, that a little bit, in, yeah. Like, the, uh, the poems that he wrote are kind of like in that lovely type um, typewriter font. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and then they experiment with the different, like, structure of it as well, and so, mm. like, you might... It's like ty- the typography is different as well, in the way the poems are laid out, which yeah. I think the typewriter kind of allows you to do as well, right? Yeah, you know? totally. So h- thinking back to, to you know you and your work as a poet, mm-hmm. um, who have been some of your biggest influences, and what what poetry do you like to read?
0: Um, I think uh, probably growing up, I was introduced to Janet Frame, who I don't know if you know, but no. she's a New Zealand writer. Right. Um, she died like I think a few years ago Um, but she was definitely the biggest influence on me growing up Mm. Um, and she was uh, she wrote a lot of poetry she had um, an interesting sort of life she was uh, in a uh, mental institution for like I think about almost a decade Mm. yeah Um, but she yeah, amazing stuff. I th- think in some ways, yeah, like, because I grew up with her and, like, it was a near, uh, kind of near, like, familiar places yeah. that were in her books that went to where I grew up. Like so about, she was
1: writing about, like, p- parts of New Zealand that you yeah, knew? Yeah, like, the countryside knew,
0: And, um, yeah, and I guess even the people that she was writing about, like, in her family, because she wrote uh, right. three volumes of an autobiography. yeah. And kind of knew those kinds of people and all of that sort of stuff. And um, she was quite an awkward person, like me. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, intensified with her. Um, Yeah, and then.
1: do you read much poetry now, or is it important as a writer to be reading and, and yeah. sort of absorbing new material yeah. while you're writing as well?
0: Yeah. Well, I, I really like uh, to go to the spoken word events yeah. in Melbourne mm-hmm. um, and uh, just sort of be interested. I guess they're kind of like my peers, mm. but um, to- Is there a big
1: spoken word community or yeah, poetry there, there community a, in Melbourne?
0: Yeah, there is definitely like a really strong one. Yeah. yeah, cool. yeah. Don't know how big it is. Mm. <laughs> we we'll sort of see the same faces everywhere, but like a lot of a uh, yeah, a lot of new people kind of join awesome. yeah. But uh, yeah, almost every night there's an event. I enjoy that and uh, like hearing the poetry sort of being read. And um, yeah, it's a kind of a feeling of uh, people. Sharing with each other on the, on, on the same level
1: so you mentioned cool. before about when you started in St. Kilda doing type typewritten poetry that yeah. you do the typewriter obviously because it's physical and it lasts and people can you know purchase it on the street for yeah. you know let's say ten dollars or twenty dollars yeah. whatever it costs for a mm. poem and that's different to the the verbal kind of spoken poetry obviously yeah. if you're on a street corner um, yeah but how do you do you notice a difference in the, the poetry you do verbally rather than the stuff you write?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of strange, but um, I guess when I do my personal writing, it's like a big deal for me to share it. Yeah, like um, <laughs> uh, yeah. because I'm doing it with a different kind of mentality, I guess. Cause, yeah. um, writing like purely for myself. Right. From myself. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot more personal. Whereas writing on the street, it's uh, the other person sort of participating and creating yeah. the poem. So yeah. I think, um, yeah, it was still kind of nerve wracking when someone reads the poem in front of me. But
1: is that what <laughs> happened? Because I just picked mine up and I walked off. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah, people, <laughs> so, it's about 50-50.
0: Yeah. That. yeah.
1: Well, I mean, the reason I wanted to chat as well today is because I find the, the, the street artistry or the performance of being a typewriter poet or a street poet fascinating because you know the writing process is so intensely personal often and mm. it takes a long time right for me especially yeah i'm a procrastinator um but you know yeah. having to turn something out in 15 minutes that mm. you know people you know obviously will might read in front of you like yeah. well, it's, it's an interesting kind of experience isn't it you know? yeah <laughs> yeah rather than sort of being able to sort of write in the comfort of your living room or mm. you know sort of away from
0: yeah i think it's actually changed the way i write as well because i guess before uh I would want quiet and mm. you know, um, but now I, I tend to want to write mm. like outside or um, yeah, <laughs> so it's kind of changed. That's cool.
1: That so talk me, me through the process in terms of the creative process. If some yeah. I come up and I request something, or how does it work yeah. on on Swanson Street for um, people? Do they come and give you a prompt or ask you to write about something. Or?
0: Yeah. So usually they'll come up and they'll just ask like uh, questions like how much and how long does it take. And mm. Uh, then yeah uh, sometimes I'll have something already in mind um, I'll, uh, sometimes I'll need to think a bit so yeah I'd uh, yeah, I, I say it's I, up to you whatever um, Could be yeah it can be anything like a word or a story Even like, or you know,
1: like anything. a laptop or electric yeah. switches or yeah. something like yeah. random and just normal like yeah, yeah actually or I things like, just, like things like love or something right yeah, yeah.
0: love is obviously a common one which yeah. is good I'm glad it's not hate
1: so when I came to you and I said and I was in a rush um, yeah um, and you very generously squeezed me into your schedule uh-huh. and I said I love a poem about new beginnings or starting over I yeah. think it was, and that was actually for a friend who was heading overseas oh, um, for okay. six months yeah. but you wrote such a beautiful poem but like when I gave you that prompt like what yeah. was the process for you
0: yeah. um, from what I remember you didn't tell me that you didn't tell me much yeah exactly yeah, yeah it was just that, 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 but, then, but
1: then I couldn't believe the poem was so perfect do you know what I mean oh, that, okay. that us, yeah. oh that's good
0: mm-hmm. yeah um, so I think in, in those situations um it's, um I, I guess i kind of write for myself yeah. which is I don't know, it's kind of a strange thing about art in general because you um you have to, it's like about introspection mm. or whatever and it's almost a selfish thing mm. but then when you share it you find that people resonate have the same the, feeling or yeah. something yeah um so i guess that's what i'll do because almost anything any topic like i can find some re- uh way of relating to it yeah. i yeah. guess from mm. my own life or experience mm. and it's like yeah i mean there's lots of common things that like uh, regardless of our background or mm. whatever that we share as mm. human beings so yeah it's
1: beautiful isn't it yeah. yeah it's sort of like a way of having a conversation yeah. almost with people Across time or in different mm. countries as well, who might you know read your poems and you know, yeah. think back to a feeling or something, or you yeah. might read a poem like you mentioned about the New Zealand poet you follow about mm. you know mm, a different landscape, right? So you can kind of be transported yeah. to a different mm. you know geography or time or you know headspace yeah. um, or emotional yeah. landscape as well through reading poems.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's the other thing, like sometimes people will give me a topic mm. which I don't know um, about, like for example... Nuclear physics. <laughs> yeah, well I think that's actually happened. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, or like a media, like a media, uh, like, a, uh, like a TV show that I've never seen or know nothing about, often for kids.
1: Mm. <laughs>
0: or... Um, yeah, or country I haven't been to, but uh, I usually try and ask them, like, why do you like that show? Or so
1: you do a bit of, like, an interview then with yeah. with clients? Okay, yeah. Okay,
0: cool. So what do you like about that show? And they'll tell me. Right. And then uh, I'll write about that sort of feeling that they have about the show. Oh, how beautiful. Yeah. I sort of wish
1: I'd actually stayed longer and then I had a chat to you about the, the prompt that for, for my poem, but yeah. Yeah, I didn't realise. That's cool. Yeah. What's it like um, um, with children who ask for poems, because I think, you know, in a, way, in a way, you know, the kind of the imagination of children is what a lot yeah. of writers need and that kind of like, you know, innocence or... Yeah.
0: Um,
1: so do you notice the difference between the sort of stuff that little kids ask compared to adults?
0: Um, yeah, like they'll, yeah, a lot, a lot of, uh, things about, um, dogs and ponies and mm-hmm. stuff, um, but, yeah, they're, they're great. I love writing for kids. Hmm. Yeah, it's probably my favourite thing. Come. Yeah. Um, I just love that they are interested. Hmm. And they're so excited and honest and open about their excitement. And <laughs> So they're, they're not worried about money or time or anything. No. So their parents <laughs> are worried about that. Yes, yes. <laughs> they're just like, and they want to know what the typewriter is. And Do they stuff? watch, like, the keys yeah. and
1: the letters appearing Yeah, on yeah. yeah. Be so different because a lot of kids grow up now entirely with screens and yeah, you know yeah. digital
0: stuff yeah yeah um, they ask
1: questions about it themselves or yeah, like, yeah.
0: and sometimes every if they if it seems like a okay then like get them to write their name or mm. whatever yeah it's fun so, um yeah uh, yeah but often they will ask for a poem about their family or their mum or whatever which is really cute mm. <laughs> Yeah
1: might be a good segue there's a nice poem um, in the National Arboretum in Canberra which I think is a what is it a place where trees are kept or something like that the plaque in the children's garden at the National Arboretum Canberra um, includes words adapted from a poem you wrote. Um, and yeah. you know, if you'd like to read the poem and tell us a bit about the story, that'd be great.
0: So it's just a few lines of a poem, I think. I think it's it's uh, for the children to explore the secret corners of our natural world, to be surrounded by the beauty of the ground and wild wonder of our, of our earth. Hmm. Yeah.
1: And tell me about that poem. How did you...?
0: Um, I was in Sydney, um, I think in Newtown, um, Mm. and a man, um, came up and he told me that, uh, he was, I can't remember, it was a really short conversation, but, uh, he was involved in this, um, what is it, arb?
1: Arboratum. (laughs)
0: Arboratum. Yeah, so I didn't know, I didn't know the word at the time, but it was sort of like a playground, but, um. Yeah, with a... Uh,
1: An arboretum is a botanical garden devoted to trees, and there's a children's yeah. garden, obviously, within that. That's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, okay, yeah. Might be a good idea to try to get that arboretum word in a poem tonight or yeah, something. <laughs> <I
0: guess>, yeah, <try. laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, so he just asked me... Um, explained that he was involved in the celebration mm. and I think he was pretty he was in the bar like he was a pub like. yeah
1: he was coming out he was funny
0: <laughs> drunk and yeah. he told me that he was like a poem about children in this playground so I wrote it and I didn't know like sometimes people will uh, you know sometimes they'll say I want a poem like a lot of people will say I want to like a song out of your poem or something like that and mm. don't really hear back from them okay. but um yeah that was true and uh i finally found out um like a while later because i occasionally google my name yeah <laughs> oh who doesn't do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i saw that it was there oh wow that's it's really good. beautiful yeah, but I haven't been there yet. I'll have to you go, go there. should go and see
1: your wounds up in the park. Yeah. It's a very really special experience, I think. Yeah, Yeah,
0: when I go to Canberra. Yes,
1: indeed. <laughs> okay. um, so, you obviously have worked in Newtown and I think in Hobart as well and all over the country. Yeah. Uh, could even work overseas too.
0: Mm. Um,
1: but thinking back to Swanson Street here in Melbourne CBD, mm. um, you know, you made a post on Facebook a couple of weeks ago, I think about. Yeah. Um, melbourne city council making changes to the busking permits and things yeah uh, did you want to speak a bit about that and i guess the impact on the, the community of street performers and um,
0: artists well i guess uh i mean there are a lot of people if you know this especially on like a saturday for example you walk down um you walk down Swanson street and like almost every corner there's someone doing something yeah mm. um so i guess I guess they are wanting to define what busking is. Right. So every
1: busker needs a permit, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's it's really quite, uh, there's a bit of a process to go to get one, but it's like really cheap and Mm. pretty easy Mm -hmm. to get. Um, But uh, yeah, so I guess they wanted to define what busking is. Right, right. And so um, within their definition, that's, well, they were saying it's uh, people that are providing entertainment without charge. Right, right. So right. they were saying, like a musician, for example, like they're playing a song, and yeah. even if you don't give them money, you can still hear their music.
1: Right, that's busking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: okay. um, it's like, and they, were, and also according yeah. to them, like uh, for someone like a portrait artist or me and what I, I do, pilot, yeah. or like a balloon artist, we're not. Um, uh, we're not providing entertainment without charge, right. which I think is yeah not. Uh, yeah, I don't actually agree. Yeah, because I think I think people like to see that exactly. stuff. Exactly, I mean, have it yeah. as part of the
1: visual amenity in a way. You know, yeah. sort of is
0: entertainment. People effort. don't realise like how often we actually do this stuff for free at yeah. our own discretion. Yeah. In certain cases, mm-hmm. but yeah.
1: So what's the what's the implication? The, the new busking permits are obviously a bit more expensive, and people might not. It's a lot more expensive.
0: It's yeah. like right. three hundred dollars, uh-huh. I think, and compared to like twenty. Right. right. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah, I can't really afford that. So
1: yeah, yeah. You should make a um, GoFundMe page or something. Like, I'm sure <laughs> yeah. people would help support. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't
0: know if, it, if yeah. I mean, I kind of uh, think.
1: Yeah. But it's so important to have you know people like you on Swanson Street and the other um, you yeah. know, performers, buskers, artists, mm. entertainers as well because I think that's what goes to the heart of you know why Melbourne's such a creative mm. and interesting cultural city and yeah. I don't know you know it's sort of hard to think about Swanson Street without yeah. you know, a lot of the performers there. So
0: I think it's a sort of bureaucratic um, sort of uh, boundary which doesn't really make sense. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. Right. Um, so what is the busking community like in Melbourne? I mean, they're, they're um, is it sort of... Do you guys talk to each other? Or is Yeah, it a
0: lot or? of us do, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's people that you want to avoid. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of... Uh, yeah there's a lot of really interesting people obviously we're all a bit unusual mm. you? from
1: different walks of life as well yeah I mean, yeah yeah all over the world yeah, yeah.
0: and uh, there's a few that i really enjoy talking to there's others like i don't know it's um kind of one to keep like a certain amount of distance at first at least sure because you do see these people like every day <laughs> <laughs> and you sort of need to negotiate space and
1: it's like a really unique workplace, terms. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, because you sort of, I mean, yeah. you've got to sort of negotiate all that stuff, I guess, uh, yeah. case by case and individually. There's no, you know, like a an HR department to go to sort of like resolve no. issues you might be having or yeah. something or... Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so, obviously, being an outdoors workspace, I mean, what's it like kind of observing the city throughout mm. the day, um, you know, what in terms of the hours that you work week mm. to week, but also throughout the year and the changes in in Melbourne I mean it's a pretty fascinating
0: yeah. perspective like yeah. being out there yeah I mean it's I guess like the city is a place where generally people kind of go through on their way to some somewhere else like a transient yeah. kind of place yeah yeah um, it's sort of like an airport <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. but um, you know obviously there's a lot of people that work there yeah and, um, and there's a lot of people that work outside or like very Close to the street, so or just hang out. There's, yeah, a lot of regular faces. Some that I know and have spoken to, and others that I, I don't know at all, but I see every day. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they're there. Right, right, yeah, right. some I might be on a nodding basis with.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You've got to, yeah, that's a relationship, not a. <laughs> yeah. you might not say a word to each yeah. other ever, but no, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's funny.
0: And then cool. you can be like that for one or two years, and yeah. then. For one reason or another, you can have a conversation, mm. and yeah, you know, get on all right or not.
1: But yeah, and is it is it sometimes? I imagine you must see some pretty confronting stuff being in Swanson Street. You yeah. Know, um, at night, I know sometimes there are like fights and things. But yeah. I guess you would be kind of up close to a lot of social issues in in Melbourne. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm thinking about like homelessness, for instance, yeah. and people with you know, um, uh, you know, mental ill health and things yeah. like that as well. I mean, I, I think a lot. Is surfaced in the city and in the streets. You know.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's uh, like people that are visibly homeless, and uh, it's hard to. I mean, like I think that I've experienced homelessness myself, and I know that Mm. people that are experiencing homelessness, you don't usually, you wouldn't know by walking past them on the street. Right. Um, but yeah, there's a, a group of people that are very visible. Mm. Um, and usually, those people are dealing with addiction or me- and or mental health mm. issues. Um, yeah, and the mental health stuff is really sad. Actually, it's, yeah. it's like it's sad that they're out in the streets and basically the only kind. Of, I mean, they uh, you know the police will. Check sort of deal
1: with them like, they're outside those formal support and structures yeah. and they've really fallen through the cracks yeah. I find it fascinating as a society that people you know can walk by so easily mm. people who are visibly homeless or, or, yeah. or, or, or who have like you know they're visibly affected by mental health yeah. episodes and things yeah. and we often just sort of yeah turn our eye to it we avert our gaze you know
0: yeah and there was uh, for a while i think it's kind of calmed down a bit but for a while there was a certain person who um, would uh, I don't want to like reveal anything yeah. about the person but like they would um, they would collapse like um, almost, it seemed like it was happening every day for a mm. while and then uh, someone a passerby by would actually call the ambulance like someone's on the ground yeah um, obviously not sleeping or anything, they obviously just collapsed. Yeah. Um, and then the police and the ambulance would come and uh, take this person away. But then I would see them again the next day. So yeah, the same. Yeah. yeah. And the same thing would right, <laughs> happen. Right, right, right. Yeah, it was just, um, I mean, yeah, that kind of stuff is really frustrating yeah. to see. Mm. I don't mm. know what um, illness or problem that person yeah. had. Yeah. Like um, I know they probably take some substances, but they don't always seem like they're really uh, high or anything. So I don't know. It it's, it's, it's it's
1: it's yeah.
0: It's uh, I did see the ambulance giving them food, yeah. so maybe it was diabetes or right, something. Right, but right. But it's
1: it's quite shocking to think that. Yeah, I mean, someone yeah. with those conditions is out in the street and without mm. support and care and yeah. kind of like a you know place to yeah so how do you deal with maybe those kinds of issues I think things like you know drug addiction or substance yeah. abuse I mean is there a way in which the you know people on the streets I mean where, where do they turn to is it mostly the police and um, well there providers?
0: are like services like the salvos up the road in Burke Street mm. um, which is better than nothing but uh, they you know obviously are not um, helping yeah, yeah. a lot of these people mm. uh, you know, whether that's for whatever reason yeah um, but yeah, I know people can go there, like
1: to eat and do you, possibly do you, sleep Do you think um, you'd ever write like a book of um, or publish a, a book or something about the kinds of issues and stories yeah. that, that kind of get overlooked on the streets as well, like the people we have spoken about and the kind of the social issues as well because I think, yeah. you know You've obviously got a, a real talent for writing and communication mm. um, and to be able to tell those stories could be quite powerful you know yeah. through poetry or through writing itself
0: I think that if I do publish something of my own mm. then it will be about that yeah
1: yeah, yeah. I go for it.
0: <laughs> working yeah. on it mm. it's, yeah cool. I don't know it's partly the time and partly like actually committing to do it yeah.
1: yeah so final kind of question is um, you know we mentioned before about the perspective of society and people from the street
0: Mm. in terms
1: of the issues we spoke about but also just the people coming in and out of the city you know the way we change in winter as well and you know it sort of becomes a bit more kind of rugged up and indoors yeah but what kind of are your observations about melbourne and our society that you kind of have drawn over the last seven years since moving here from new zealand
0: oh um well (laughs) <laughs> so I have to think about that one.
1: Sorry, too many questions rolled into one. I think, but <laughs>
0: yeah, um, I don't know. Oh, I mean, people are, are people wherever you go. I guess. Um what do you think? I uh, like Melbourne. I find it uh, calmer than Sydney. Right, people are calmer. I actually like uh, how there's so much um, stuff happening on the street and so much. I hope that continues, mm. um, with like especially the more creative stuff. Absolutely, like, yeah. Yeah, to keep going, because I, re- I really like that part of um, Melbourne mm. city, um, I don't think that I really see that, mm. I have seen that, like in other like, cities, no, other I think cities that's what in New Zealand It's quite unique, isn't Australia. it? Yeah. yeah, just that uh, prominence of... Um, and I, I think um, yeah I mean one thing that was good about like Newtown in that area in Sydney is that mm. people didn't need uh, permits or well, like yeah. mm. a permit was really easy to get you sort of sign up online and it's free and, um, yeah and then uh, but I think that uh, actually lends itself to it being more creative and interesting yeah. Hmm. Stuff like that, so I hope, I hope Melbourne continues to be like that. Um, hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, f- Melbourne's famously um, sort of uh, temperamental in the, in the weather, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, which I, I kind of like yeah. I your like it. Especially working yeah. outdoors, yeah. You? yeah. But hmm. it's good to have a bit of variety, I think. Yes. But um, yeah, I think that might uh, have an effect on. Maybe it helps, maybe it makes people more creative. Mm.
1: Yeah. Mm. So, uh, Would you like to read one or two of your poems, your favourite yeah, ones, did you manage um, to bring a few along?
0: Probably. Okay, so this is called She. She bends over a delicate frame, crane-like, seeking discarded ends of ciggies, and now and then she finds something better. Excuse me, excuse me, relentless questions emanating from this fashion model figure beneath dirty sweats. Avoid eye contact. She's sober and desperate. There's that early morning voice in the midst of an evening. That particular junkie croak. Letting you know for certain she's after something murky. Don't glance, even once, at this dirty scene of human need. It only inspires fear. Her boyfriend screams after her. No closed windows in her world. Shut your mouth, you stupid slut. You're embarrassing me. She screams back her words too vulgar even for poetry walk on look for poverty more, well represented which must exist somewhere on subsistence welfare with more admirable ethics, she is clearly an addict which is worse than your habits indulged in behind closed windows and only ever an uber away, but she smells like a hint of bin juice and ongoing threats hunting for a comfortable reflection, but I look away, no acknowledgement made of where we met that day, over there around the corner, South Melbourne Beach, sharing Sandy sob stories, a drunken remark on the track marks running like the riverways up her arms, and only a smile for a response, sharing a flame. I lingered for the length of about four cigarettes, and she said "She said, keep that lighter, I have another.
1: It's beautiful, thank you. Oh, I it's like a an intricate story as well. Yeah. How did she come to write that?
0: Um, I think it's an amalgamation of different people and events, like right. that I see on the streets. Yeah. <laughs> it's not about like a particular individual. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it sort of touched on those issues we spoke through earlier yeah. as
0: well, didn't it? I guess it's why what yeah. came to mind. Yeah. yeah. Did you have another one you wanted to? Um, so this is about the Mary Creek in uh, North Melbourne. Um, I believe it's called Mary Mary for some reason mm-hmm. I might be wrong I <laughs> believe that's the name of the creek Mary Mary have you ever tried making friends of this creek with the shallow ends where if you squint you can imagine the world 300 years ago have you tried asking the creek what she thinks what she knows about blood and progression and all the other things traveling within her Have you asked the birds if they're okay with the internet, if that makes up for their homeless feathers? They do not flutter for your pleasure, the music and majestic beauty of the birds, the water, have nothing to do with you, they simply are. You and your dubious ethical stance have no business walking past, as if you imagine yourself separate. No, lean into it please, and merge our species, for you must tell the dirt, and the creek, and the birds, your name, before learning
1: theirs. That was a very beautiful poem about a special and sacred part of Melbourne. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon, Angie.
0: Thank you.